Hello and welcome to the It's Hard Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Boner. I started this podcast over a year ago, uh, but the idea came to me about two years ago when I was going through some major anxiety and depression, and I was searching for a community, a sense of belonging, and after seeking for a while, I decided I was going to create that community myself. I started posting on social media with long captions and just really trying to convey the message that it's okay to be vulnerable and that we're all going through something at some level. And I got a great response by it. And so I knew I needed to take it to the next level. So thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy that you're here. Welcome to the It's Hard Podcast. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope you are doing well. Here in Minnesota, this week has been so beautiful. Um, it's early March right now as I'm recording this, and it is just gorgeous. Like, oof, loving the weather, the sunshine. Does it impact my mood? Hell yeah, it does. I don't know if about you guys or where you're located, but when spring comes in Minnesota, it's like I forget <laughs> like completely how winter impacted me like I'm just like oh my god I love Minnesota and Jack and I were laughing about that the other day it's like oh Minnesota is so beautiful it's like of course it's beautiful when it becomes you know sunny again but I tried to embrace the winter more this winter and tried to get outside and walk and enjoy the cold a little bit more because it is a unique experience and the snow is pretty and it's part of living here. So try to embrace it a little bit more, but the springtime is a very happy time when the light is, um, around later in the day. I mean, right now it's 448 and the sun is not setting anytime soon. So feels really good, but I hope you're having a great day. I, this morning had a wonderful conversation with Cooper Hansen and I am just feeling so at peace and I've talked about this before, but there's days where doing this, you know, on the side is, is hot, is huff hard and tough. And I lose, you know, belief in myself. I lose confidence. I wonder if I should continue, but of course I always do because I love it and it's what I'm meant to do and what I'm called to do. But there are days where it's really hard. And I had a moment a few weeks back where I was feeling really defeated and feeling like I couldn't keep doing this and it was, you know, very debilitating and I had to start setting boundaries and taking time to be okay with, you know, not working on it. It's hard every day after work and all that stuff. But I was able to connect with Cooper when I was going through this because he was working on my website, which if you haven't checked it out, the link is in the show notes. Um, it is so beautiful. I'm so excited about it. If you know you want any work done, I'll, I'll tell work done. Sounds like <laughs> um, plastic surgery. I mean, if you want to use his services, I'll talk about those as well, but he did my website. So beautiful. I love it so much. And this was something where we were just working together. We met in high school, went to college together, and then we started working on the website together. And I didn't know him super well, honestly. I knew he was always such a nice guy and I knew that we always said hello to each other, but I didn't know 
him and his story. And when I was sharing my over my feelings of overwhelm and my feelings of defeat and all that stuff, he started to share with me how much he loved the podcast and what it meant to him and how he related to it because of something that he went through and he got really vulnerable and opened up and it's like, oh my God, this is why I'm doing this. Like, this is a reason. Um, and that was what sparked us having him on the show was because he was so vulnerable and I realized that his story was something many people probably could relate to and just little pieces of it would be so relatable. So Cooper Hansen is on the show today. He is a copywriter. He owns his own copywriting and digital media business and he does websites um, if you need, you know, copywriting, which is usually like the words that go on, you know, specific websites or different things that you use for your business or other social stuff. Um, so he's a very talented writer. He makes things sound good. He makes your vision come alive. And that's exactly what he did for me. And he also is just so helpful. I don't know how to use Squarespace. I'm not technologically advanced at all, which is why Andy, let's say their audio does my audio editing. Um, and he did my website for me. It's just not my forte. And so having someone else do it is great. And he is awesome. So he owns his own business in that space. Um, he is awesome. He's engaged. He's going to get married this September to Miranda, his fiance. And he's just a kindred, loving, warm spirit. I love talking to him and hearing from him. He is a beautiful storyteller, which I think is something that is really intriguing about this episode is the way that he tells stories and the way that he like puts together analogies and metaphors is really beautiful. And it's creates such a relatable thing. Um, We talk about breakup, heartbreak, We talk about being kind of broken open, feeling all of your emotions and embracing the mess that is life in general and just embracing the suck and that it's okay for things to not go well and it's okay for the mess and how do we learn from it rather than see it as a negative? How do we see all of the bad things that happen in life or the negative things as good positive learning experiences? Um, We talk about shame and identity and fear. Um, We just talk about how it's so easy to choose the negative negativity, but the positive is what you're able to learn. Um, He also at this time when we recorded had just quit his job and he talks about that and how it relates. And so there's just so many things in here that we touch on. Um, And it's told in such a beautiful story way that I just think that it's relatable and intriguing. And I'm so excited for you all to hear it. So this is Cooper Hansen. If you want to follow along um, on his journey, but also just if you want to figure out what is his business all about, because it's freaking awesome. So his content is Connacinity Writing. Um, this is his copywriting business. So you can find him at www.connacinitywriting.com. And I'll put that in the show notes because 
Um, it's a big word to spell and I think I'm going to jumble over my words and also on LinkedIn. That is a great place to find him. He's really engaged on LinkedIn, which is a powerhouse, by the way. I love LinkedIn. I've been using it for the podcast so you guys can follow me on, on LinkedIn for the podcast as well. Um, at it's hard podcast and it's honestly a powerhouse. Love LinkedIn. So go check out Condescendity Writing. Um, if you need any copywriting, any digital help, he is your guy for sure. And I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, please share it with a friend, share it on social media, uh, go write a written review, rate the podcast. That's how we grow, you guys. I mean, I know I say it in every episode, but I truly mean it. Like that is literally how this podcast is going to grow is through those written reviews, those ratings. And um, if you don't feel called to do it, you know, of course, that is to your own discretion. But if you've been listening for a while and this is a podcast that you're passionate about and that you want um, to see grow in some regard, please, please, please go and leave those written reviews and those ratings on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the show notes. It's also in my bio on Instagram. It takes like five to 10 minutes and I'd be really grateful. I also might be doing a giveaway soon around that. So get ahead of the game, maybe get a couple extra entries by being one of the first to write a review. So that'd be super helpful. Also, my Patreon is up and running as well again. So I know I mentioned this a while back um, in the beginning, probably season one, but I am back on Patreon, updated um, all of the tiers. And so if you don't know what Patreon is, it's really just an opportunity to support um, things like podcasts and other sort of side hustles, if you will, through monetary support, um, but then you receive benefits in return. Um, and so I'm trying to build community on Patreon as well. So I have two patrons at the moment. So shout out to my two patrons, Carrie and Dylan. And I also updated all the benefits with a lot of help from none other than Cooper. Um, and what this is, is it's the link will be in my bio, but you get to choose a tier each month of a money amount of money to donate to the podcast, and then you receive things in return. So you head over to the website, and then you can see a tab that says my membership, and you'll see tiers. For it's hard, the tiers are bold, brave, and vulnerable. So bold is $5 per month, and these in this tier, you receive the chance to submit questions to be answered on our weekly episode. So we are doing extra episodes, extra content now for Patreon members. So you can submit some questions for those and also, um, you know, be able to hear back if you're actually in the next level. Um, but also in the bold tier, you get 10% off. It's hard merch. Um, so on our Etsy shop, there's a code that you would receive and you get 10% off the hats and the sweatshirts at the moment. And we're also going to be coming out with new merch soon. And then in the brave, which is $10 per month, you get all of the perks from the bold tier, but then you also get the access to the extended interview with our podcast guests. So the questions that you submit, the brave people, or the bold people submit, um, actually are going to be used in the brave tier. Um, but we are going to be answering a couple of those people with the bold. If you did choose $5, you do have access to those questions as well, but some of them will, will be exclusively for the brave tier. So, uh, Cooper and I recorded an exclusive, um, part of this interview for our Patreon members. Um, so, 
after we were done recording, we went on and we recorded using the We're Not Really Strangers game and talked about a couple extra things. And so those are going to be used specifically for our Patreon members and sent over to them. Then the last one is Vulnerable, which is $25 per month. And this is you get all of the perks from the Bold and Brave tiers. And then you also get monthly webinars and Q&A sessions. So I'm going to be starting to work on some webinars and Q&A sessions um, that we could do together and try to create community. And that's the biggest thing with this Patreon is to try to use it as a way to create community because that's ultimately my goal with It's Hard is to have this become an intentional community and have us um, be able to connect with one another and connect you to other It's Hard listeners in order to communicate and cultivate relationships with one another. So I'm working on that and the support through Patreon is what's going to help support that. So if you feel called, head on over to Patreon and the show notes have the link for the It's Hard Patreon and um, just check it out. See if it's something that's for you. Also, if you know, like you want to share this with a friend, please do follow along at It's Hard Podcast on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn now, hanging out over there, which is fun. Um, and just let me know how you like this episode. So this is Cooper Hansen. So excited for you all to hear this one. And we'll see you on the other side. You guys, you have to hear about my sound guy. I am so, so, so excited to share him with you. And allow you guys to reach out to him if you have any sound needs right now. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but I have a new intro song this season. It sounds so good. And it was like customly created by him and I. He did all the hard work, but I was able to, you know, tell him things that I liked, I didn't like, and we really curated it to be perfect for what I was looking for. And he did such a great job with it. He also edits all of my episodes, which if you think about how long my episodes are, he puts in so much work for me. And it is something I'm so, so, so grateful for. If you are in need of any sort of sound production, mixing, anything to do with that, audio editing, anything with sound, if you're starting your own podcast or you just want another cool person to collaborate with or listen to, his Instagram is at Sather Audio. And if you're interested in anything, please send him an email at SatherAudio at gmail.com. We've actually been friends since seventh grade, so he's been in my life for a long time. And when he started this audio business, um, I was starting my podcast and it was just a perfect opportunity for both of us to work together. And he has been fantastic. I could not ask for anything else. So couldn't recommend him enough. Again, at Sather Audio on Instagram and SatherAudio at gmail.com for any of your sound needs. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm feeling really good. Um, I feel very optimistic. Um, had a bit of a kind of a big life event just two days ago on Friday. I decided to put my two weeks in at my job. Yeah. And it felt so good, actually. It's been something I've been thinking about for so long. Um, as I told you before, I'm working at an immigration law firm. That was where I found my first job out of college. And oh. It's been a great experience and it's shown me so much about how businesses work, um, what it's like to work in a professional environment, mm-hmm. how to work a, a nine to five. But I think my time there was done and I woke up Friday morning and I was like, I think today's the day that I need to take a, a step forward and really? move on from that. So how did that feel? 
It felt good. It was scary at first, um, especially because my boss is so busy. Um, I work with the owner and the head attorney there and she has a crazy schedule. She's going through a lot right now and I've been helping her out with um, a lot of different things. Um, she's moving into a new apartment, so that's causing a lot of stress. Um, she's going through kind of a messy divorce, unfortunately, as well. Um, and so I stayed for a long time because I felt like I, I owed her something and I wanted to make sure that um, she was taken care of in a sense. Um, and I got to a point where I realized that she's going to be okay. And I think this is an opportunity for both of us to, to move forward and start a new chapter in a sense. Um, so I think I'm more excited than anything. I think that's such a relatable thing. Like I think so many people stay in a job because like you probably have that that empathy side where it's like, I don't want to put this person out or I don't want to make their life harder. And it's such a kind and loving way to think, but it's that whole thing about, okay, but at what point do you do what's best for yourself? And making that decision, I'm sure is is really challenging. Like it's not just something you're like, oh yeah, like that is an easy thing to do. Like you think about all the options and so many people are going through that right now, whether it's their full-time job, their part-time job, they're so worried about inconveniencing their boss or their coworker or whoever it is, but you have to just start making your own path and figuring out what's best for yourself. I just read a really good book. It's called Everything is Spiritual. Um, the author is Rob Bell. Um, and I really enjoy him. He actually has his own podcast called The Robcast. Okay. And he jumps on there a lot with his son, Trace, and his wife, um, Kristen Bell. And he was the pastor of a mega church in Michigan. Um, it was a church that he started himself and it grew into a mega church. But he came to a point in life where he realized, I just know, he was sitting in a meeting one day and he just knew in his heart that he wasn't supposed to be there anymore. And he was so afraid of inconveniencing everyone around him, leaving the church that he had started um, and moving into a new season of life. And in the book, he says, if we stay too long, if we stay somewhere in a relationship at a job too long, when we know we should be moving on, what could become or what could be a graduation can quickly become a divorce. And I've been thinking about that a lot, especially as I've, I've pondered leaving this job now for a while. And it's such a scary thing to leave what's comfortable. I think we stay because we don't want to inconvenience others. Um, and because there's, there's security, you know, there's financial security at a job, for example. Um, there's the comfort of the day to day, you know what to expect. You can usually get it done without too much trouble. But in the book, you know, he really talks about acknowledging your soul and what your soul is telling you in a sense, like, where are you actually feeling like you are being directed? And I've been trying to hone into that more because the more you stay in a place you shouldn't, I think the emptier oftentimes you begin to feel. Um, and that's what I've felt because um, I know what I want to do and I want to write and I want to pour into the business that I've been um, starting up over the past couple months. And it's, it's reached a point where I just, I'm kind of at a crossroads and 
I need more time to work on the projects for, for the clients that I'm working with, but that also means I can't focus in enough on the work that I'm doing with her and at the firm. Mm -hmm. I think um, it's probably best to, to take that step into the uncomfortable um, <laughs> just to see what happens, I guess. It's, I love that. If, you know, the graduation can turn into a divorce and that, like you said, applies to more than just a job, like that applies to relationships. It applies to friendships. It applies to really anything in life. And that, that ties into a lot of what we're going to talk about today. And I think, you know, just your time spent in investing and in pouring in these different relationships and these different times of your life. And it's like, at what point do you take that step of like, okay, now it's up to me to take this next step and to move forward into what I actually want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's really cool. And I definitely want to talk about your writing business too, because, and we'll, we'll touch on that in the end because uh, Cooper just made me the most beautiful website and I am obsessed and he's teaching me how to use Squarespace, which he has so much patience <laughs> for me and spends a lot of time on FaceTime and Zoom trying to teach me how to do things. So um, we can definitely, we're going to touch on that because it's so freaking cool and everyone needs to know about it. And use your work because it's great. Um, but let's dive in because something I was thinking about today when I was driving home and I was thinking about our conversation and just where we're going to go today is we were working together for, you know, whatever, a couple weeks on the website and Cooper was so kind sharing how much he liked my podcast and all this stuff. And he reached out to me about the website and it was awesome. And then we were talking the other night and somehow I had opened up to you about how like this past week was so hard. It was like, can I do this? Like, I'm like feeling emotional. I'm like, it was like this, this time of like, I love it's hard, but there's days where it's so hard. <laughs> like yeah, it is yeah. so hard. And I don't know if I can do it. I have a nine to five. I have all these other responsibilities. I have a love life. I have a social life. Like there's so much to, to, that are great things, but it can be really challenging. And Cooper opened up to me about some things that, you know, you were going through and, um, it just, it made me realize how you can spend so much time with people or not even so much, but just time in general with people or like you and I, we've known each other since high school mm -hmm. and we went to college together and still I didn't know any of this stuff about you. And how freaking crazy is that? Like you can spend so much time with someone or, you know, have known them for so long, but you don't really truly know who they are and what they've been throughout their soul. That makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much behind what we, what we put out there, you know, in public, the facade, if you will. Um, there's just so much going on. Everyone is dealing with so much all at the same time so often we have no idea what people are really feeling what they're really dealing with um it's crazy i know it's i know we went to high school together we went to college together we'd see each other around campus and and say hi to one another but yeah it's wild no one really knows until you really ask and you really dive deep with someone it's like whoa you've actually dealt with so many similar things yeah what i have you also realize that life is is hard. And I think that's why I love your podcast so much is because it creates a space for people to be like, you know what, 
wow, I'm not alone in this. I'm actually going through something quite similar to you. And it's very validating, I think. So I appreciate that a lot about, about the conversations that you're having with other people. Thank you. That's that's really sweet. And I think what you said about like, oh, we're going through something similar because when you shared what we're going to talk about, and now I feel like we're like drum rolling for like five minutes. <laughs> but like when you shared what we're going to talk about today, I, I went through such a similar experience, you know, and different things were different about it. Right. But we were probably going through a very similar thing at the exact same time at the exact same college and had no idea. And like, and there's, I don't know if there's a way to fix that. Like, I, I don't know if we have the answers of like, how do we start having these conversations sooner so that we can realize that like hindsight's always 2020. Right. But it is like, how powerful would it have been had we both known at that time, like, oh my gosh, we're going through something so similar and we could talk about this together. But it's it's that time of your life where you're just like, I'm in such a place. I'm in such a dark place. I don't think anyone knows what I'm feeling like or what I'm going through. And you just have no idea that there's people out there that that really are feeling the same way. So let's let's just dive in to this time of you know, college and you had shared with me just that college is seen as typically like this time of your life. Like, oh my gosh, I college was just a party central. Like we had so much fun socializing all the time. Um, and I know I can relate to you in the sense where there was a time of college where I was like, why the frick am I here? Like, what am I doing? Yeah, absolutely. And I would just love to hear about your period of growth and, and just kind of an overview of what really you went through in this time. Yeah. So as you're saying, I think so many people romanticize college and I struggled in high school. You know, I've always, for as long as I can remember, I've struggled with my mental health. Um, Depression is hard. Anxiety is hard. And I've dealt with both for for as long as I can imagine. And, and as we're having this conversation now, I would say I'm probably in one of the best places I've ever been with my mental health. And holy moly, has that been a journey. Um, I graduated from col- or from high school, went into college, um, and I was in a, a relationship that I was carrying on from high school. Um, and my sophomore year is when things kind of flipped. Um, and I really related to your story, actually, that you share on the podcast um about your own relationship and a breakup um because that's also what i dealt with i've been in this relationship for almost two years and my depression was progressively getting worse and worse and i just i couldn't be who i needed to be in that relationship any longer and other things were coming up and i realized that it it just wasn't it wasn't the right time for it anymore and i knew i needed to leave and I stayed because it was comfortable and it was what I was, it's what I knew. You get to a certain point where it's like, gosh, I've intertwined my life so deeply with someone else that I really just can't imagine what it would be like on the other side. Mm-hmm. And that's why people stay, right? Um, but my sophomore year of college, things um, in that relationship were, were getting hard again. And as a 19 year old, I was like, well, think I have an answer to how I can fix this. And I go over to my, my partner's um, apartment at the time. And, and I tell her, 
we should buy two plane tickets to Paris. I think this will fix everything. At least that's what I thought in my mind. And it seems so crazy to even think about now. Um, <clears throat> and it is naive. And it's also beautiful because there was hope in that, in that um, decision, I guess. So we decided, all right, let's do a big trip together. Let's go to Paris and hopefully this will fix everything. But of course, it's, it's a Band-Aid on a larger wound mm. and it wouldn't fix everything. And so we had bought those tickets. Um, we found that the longer you drew out the trip, the cheaper the tickets were. So we had three weeks in Europe flying into Charles de Gaulle in Paris. And from there, we were going to plan out a trip um, where we would be able to just travel around to hopefully some different cities and different countries and hopefully rekindle our relationship. But after we bought those tickets, I had some time with myself and I was really thinking about what that looked like and what the future of our relationship looked like. And if this would really actually work, um, if this would actually help our relationship and help us move out of this difficult season that we were in. And I realized that as, I'm, as, I, as I was kind of saying, like, this is really more of just a distraction from a larger issue. And at the time, the reason why I was dealing with so much um, of this difficult season of like depression was because I didn't know who I was apart from that relationship. Mm. Um, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what my purpose was. And these are all such big questions that so many of us deal with. But I decided that this wasn't for the best and that I was going to try to get a refund for the tickets. Um, I was going to end the relationship as hard as that was. And I did, we had that difficult conversation and we went our separate ways. And that was the hardest thing I think I've gone through. Um, as so many people have experienced as well, breakups are so tough. Mm. Um, and so after, after the breakup, I was like, all right, next step is to get a refund on these tickets and just try to forget about that and move forward. But as I found out, you really can only get a refund if you have some crazy dire life circumstance um, or if you die basically. Um, and neither of those applied to me. And I couldn't get a refund for the tickets. I couldn't get a refund for the tickets. And I didn't know what to do. I was embarrassed. I didn't want to tell, I mean, obviously my family knew and <laughs> my parents were definitely frustrated with me at the time. They're like, you're going to waste all of this money on these tickets and like you can't get a refund. And, and I felt ashamed of myself. I'm like, why did I do this? Like, it's, it just seems so silly at the time. Mm -hmm. And yet it was my reality. And so mm -hmm. as I was inching closer and closer to the date of departure, mm -hmm. I knew that I wasn't going to go on the trip. I couldn't, you know, one of the last things um, my previous partner had said to me was, you know, this was our trip. Please don't go on this trip with anyone else um, because that would just, that would hurt so much. And, and I understood that and I wanted to respect that decision. But as I got closer and closer to this trip and I was talking with some close friends of mine, one of my closest friends, um, I started to see it more as an opportunity, um, an opportunity to go out and, and kind of have this coming of age experience in a sense, um, as cliche as I might sound, but I was like, I can do this. Mm. Um, 
this is scary and I can do this. Mm. And a few weeks before the trip, probably about a month before the departure date, I decided I was going to go and I started planning out the trip. Um, I have a few friends that I met in high school that were international students. And so I kind of planned a trip um, through some different countries to visit some of them. But I was also an art history minor in college, if you can believe that. <laughs> and I love museums. And there are so many incredible museums um, in Europe. And so I started planning this trip where I would kind of hostel hop through these different countries, starting in Paris, going north through Belgium up into the Netherlands, and then fly down to Germany, where I knew someone, um, and then kind of work my way into uh, the Czech Republic, into Prague, and then fly back to Paris and then fly back home. So it was this big loop, this big trip, but it was incredibly terrifying. And I don't know, you get to the airport with your bags. My family drops me off and I look at them both, my, my parents, and I'm like, well, I guess I'll see you on the other side. Mm -hmm. and, and then I left, so. Wow. Like, you took the leap. Like, that's the best way to say it. And I think so much about what you said, and, and I was writing things down because it's just so, so good. And I want to go back to a couple things before we dive into what happens next. Um, but I, I love what you said about intertwined our lives so deeply with one another. I think that there is so much power in that where, and I was actually having this conversation with a friend yesterday, where depending on your season of life that you start these relationships, it's so interesting because it, it ties into as well as what you said about being 19. Like we start these relationships and now looking back, it's a lot easier to be like, oh yeah, like 19's young, <laughs> 18's young. And yeah, we're only 22, 23, whatever you know, age we are. But it is, there's so much growth that happens from like when you're 19 to when you're like 22, it's insane. Like there is so much growth to be had. And there is something to be said too about like those relationships that you do build when you're also in transitional periods of your life or like you even are in high school and you build relationships, romantic relationships out of friendships. And so your relationships are intertwined not only with that person, but with their family, with your friends. Like breaking up means so much more because it means breaking away from different friendships or different relationships or whatever that looks like. Um, and I've, you know, kind of discovered now in my current relationship, I'm like, if something were to happen, which I don't want that to happen, but if something were to happen, I have enough foundation and independence from other relationships that I spent building that like, I can feel confident that like, if something were to happen, that I would be okay. But like, it's really easy in that, in that period. And I felt the same way when I went through what I went through where breaking up meant so much more yeah. than just breaking up. Is that how you felt? Absolutely. It really is. You have to really mourn the death of a period of your life. I mean, it really feels like the loss of someone close to you, a family member, a friend, you know, because really that, that person oftentimes becomes your go-to, you know, they become your best friend. You talk about everything with that person. Um, and so to suddenly not have that constant in your life anymore can really just flip everything upside down if you don't have a foundation upon which 
you're built um, or like a foundation underneath yourself. I think a big thing that I discovered after that breakup was that I no longer had an, an individual identity um, apart from that person. There was no I in the relationship. It was just a we. And so when the relationship ended, I was so lost and so confused as to, to who I was and, and where I should be going and, and what the next year, five years looked like after graduation. I just couldn't imagine, I couldn't fathom um, what the next season of life would look like. And that was incredibly terrifying at the time. I just got chills. Um, I think that's such a real feeling. You get so lost in what this was and you haven't even had the time to figure out who you are. And especially when it's a relationship that is probably not the best for you. And, you know, it always goes back to like, we each have a hand in it, right? And everything, it's never, you know, one person's entirely one person's fault. Like there's always a piece that we have in it, but it is so hard when you don't have that time to really figure out who am I? What do I want? What do I care about? And how is that separate? And it's okay for those things to be separate from your partner and appreciate what one another wants, you know? But when you're that young, it's like, when I was 19, 18, I had no fucking clue what I wanted. Literally, I didn't even I didn't even know I was like, oh, college, like that's what we do. Then what? You know? You have no idea who you are. And that's that's totally fine. But to then try to like take care of someone else and take on their needs and wants and dreams and it's like you just get so wrapped up like we all should like just take that time to really know ourselves but this happens all the time like people- at the time and at the yeah you're so right you're so right and at the time i think so many of us think that we do know what we want yeah. we know where we're going something that rob bell says in that book he says so many of us are so good at climbing ladders we're so good at knowing where we need to go because we've been told to or because we think we're supposed to be going in a certain direction. We graduate from from high school and we go to college. And then we graduate from college and we jump into that first big jump, you know? But he says, not many of us are taught whether or not our ladders are leaning up against the right buildings. Do we really know? <laughs> do we really know what we want? And so many of us don't, but we jump into these relationships so wholeheartedly in high school, in college, and we think it's what we need in that season of our life. But in reality, it's not. And there's no really way to know that in that season, you know, like we need to go through these difficult things, um, as you said before, mm-hmm. because they are opportunities to grow. But in the moment, they just, it seems like it's where we're supposed to be. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's so good. Um, yeah, I think that that just, there were so many good things that you said. I loved also the Band-Aid on a larger wound. Like we try to fix things or cover up things or, you know, do things because we think that if we just put this Band-Aid on and we can address these wounds at a later date. And I wonder, you know, when you made that decision to break up with your partner and, and, you know, that was a very difficult decision for you. 
I've heard Oprah talk about this term of like broken open. Like you just feel like I just have been broken open. And it is just like this element of like, everything is so vulnerable inside of me. And like, everything is very broken open. And there's no, you can't put a bandaid over that. Like that takes like intense rebuilding and, you know, wound seeking to figure out what is that next step? Like, did you feel that sense of broken open or were you just like so overwhelmed by so many emotions when you ended that? I think I did. And I think truthfully, as much as I didn't want to acknowledge how bad I was feeling, I think the breakup became my identity for for multiple years, honestly. It hurt so bad that it became all I knew and the depression and all of these difficult feelings, you know, they tainted the the glasses through which I was seeing life in a sense. And that's the only thing I knew for so long. Um, I was in these creative writing classes. I was an English major in, in college and I couldn't find a way to write myself out of that breakup. Mm. And it was holding me back, not only personally, but in, but in my, my craft as well, because it's all I could think about when it came to the poetry that was writing that I was writing or, you know, like these creative nonfiction pieces, but I didn't want to write about it anymore. I was done with it. I was sick of it. I knew that's not where I wanted to be anymore, but I felt stuck and I felt like, well, I didn't know who I was in that relationship. That relationship was who I was. Mm. And so now the breakup is who I am because that's the next big thing that there was, I guess. Oh, yeah. That is, yeah. We are going to come back to that because (laughs) (laughs) how you overcome that is like where the the magic happens, right? And I want to go back to you get on that plane and you are like, I'm doing this. I love also what you said. This is scary, but I can do this. Like the most vulnerable part of you is like, I'm fucking terrified, but here I go. What happens when you land in Paris? Well, before I land in Paris, I sit on the plane and those plane tickets were not canceled. And there is an empty seat next Mm. to me on that plane. And I sit down and I have to look at that seat for the entirety of the, you know, the eight hour flight there. And there's a guy sitting next to me, um, dressed up in a nice business suit. Um, And he asked me like, oh, why are you flying to Paris? Why are you, you know, just a young lad on your way on, you know, on your way to Europe, basically. And I was like, oh, I was supposed to go on a trip with a friend. And they, they bailed on me last minute. So I guess I'm just going alone. I lied to him. I completely lied to him. And it cut me so deep because... I was too ashamed to to tell him or anyone or even admit to myself that I had bought two plane tickets to Paris, hoping that it would fix my relationship. And here I was all alone. Um, it was a really difficult place to be in. And that lie, in a sense, was a Band-Aid as well, because I thought that if I could get myself to believe it, I would be okay and I wouldn't have to acknowledge how much it still hurt how much it was hurting as I sat there so 
Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's, yeah, it's a band-aid for sure to like just pretend like this isn't happening. And that shame, I think that's such an important aspect that a lot of people feel. And what do you think, looking back now that you can kind of look back a little bit more, what do you think that shame was centered around if you could put it on anything? I think... um Friend. That's my cat. (laughs) Um, I think the shame came from not wanting to admit that I had made a decision that probably wasn't the best best way to go about things. The decision that um, I was definitely ignorant and was impulsive and something that I didn't want to have to admit, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it seemed like it was something straight out of some silly rom-com novel or whatever, you know, like it seemed too story-esque to actually be real. And I didn't want to admit that I'd gotten myself into such a, a, a crazy situation in a sense. Yeah. I didn't want to have to admit that I was wrong. Yeah, but it's also like, who says that that's wrong? You know, like, ultimately, that is true. That was your truth. And it's almost, we're taught that those are things that are silly and they're mistakes and they're something to be ashamed of. And it's like, who taught us that? Like, I guess the the question would be like, looking back now, do you think it was the right decision ultimately? Like, do you think the trip in itself like was something that healed you in a way? Or do you still feel a sense of like shame centered around those decisions that were made? As I look back at it now, I know that it was the right decision. It was, it was exactly what I needed in that season of life without realizing it. I'm so glad that I couldn't get a refund for those tickets. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I had to sit down on the plane with an empty seat next to me for the duration of that eight hour flight because it made me acknowledge how I was actually feeling. During that trip, I had three weeks completely alone for you know the majority of the trip and it made me face a lot of the thoughts that I hadn't wanted to face um, prior to the trip. I was, you know, I landed in Paris. I got off the plane and I just followed everyone else to the, uh, to the exit of the, the terminal. And I had done a lot of research prior to try to figure out how to get to my first hostel. Uh, my hostel was in um, kind of the most Northern part of Paris. And I was like, well, I got to jump on their, their Metro, their subway and figure out how to get around. Um, and it was, you know, crazy. It's another language, of course. Um, so there's a language barrier and, and I just, you know, I started following the crowd in a sense. And all of a sudden I I find the, the ticket kiosk for the Metro. I buy a ticket, but I really don't know which station I'm supposed to get off on once I'm on the Metro, but um, I'm standing alone waiting. And this guy comes over to me, this big, burly, 
very friendly American guy. His name is Carrie. He's wearing a red Tabasco shirt in Paris. <laughs> beat up old sun-worn ball cap. He's like, hey. So American. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay, this is the first guy I meet in Paris. I would have never <laughs> imagined. He's probably in his 40s the thickest Boston accent I've ever heard. And he's like, hey, he's like, you traveled alone? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am actually. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on a trip right now mm-hmm. um, around Europe. And he's like, that's awesome. And basically he just strikes up conversation and he is the nicest guy. He's like, I'm here because France just won uh, one of the, uh, the semifinal games for the World Cup. He's like, you follow soccer? And I'm like, no, I don't know anything about soccer. I didn't know that France was playing in the semifinals right now. And he's like, dude, he's like, this is going to be huge. They're going to be, you know, Paris is just going to be, it's going to be crazy this weekend because there's going to be a game against Croatia or there's going to be a game against, I think it was uh, Britain to see if they would go and play in the World Cup basically. But um, so I started talking to this guy and I'm like, you know, I really don't know where to get off. And he's like, don't worry. He's like, I'll show you where you can get off at Notre Dame, um, right in the middle of Paris and you can get to your hostel. Oh my gosh. And I follow this guy. I get his phone number. He drops me off at Notre Dame. He's like, there's all these cute little book carts and you got all these cute little like French cafes and these bakeries and and it was so funny because this became kind of a reoccurring pattern throughout the trip of these people being kind of scattered throughout the days who helped guide me um, and who became long-term friends actually. So this guy, Carrie, drops me off next to Notre Dame and it is just crazy. All of a sudden I'm in the heart of Paris, the hustle bustle, it's loud. My phone's not working. I can't get it connect to Wi-Fi. But there's like this, like a double decker bus that passes and stops by me. And somehow there is a Wi Fi connection on that bus. And I'm able to quick jump onto the bus's Wi Fi as I'm sitting on a bench in the park. And <clears throat> I text my parents. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm in Paris now. The bus leaves, my Wi Fi goes away. And I'm like, all right, I guess, <clears throat> I guess this is it. So little did I know. Carrie would send me a message a night later um, saying, hey, we're watching the game right now. I'm watching the game with these Croatians that I met. Um, you should come join us. And I took, the, I took the metro to this restaurant that he was at with these two Croatians. Um, and it was a couple, Nicholas, the guy, and Nia, his, his girlfriend. And they were the kindest, kindest people that I've ever met. And so... We actually ended up after that game, Croatia had won and Paris, uh, France had won in another um, match. And so it's going to be France versus Croatia in the World Cup. Oh my God. Um, and so this was like, I would have never imagined that I would have developed those relationships there. Um, but, you know, that first day I was, I was getting to my hostel and some people are watching another soccer game outside of a cafe. and. I approach this group and I try to strike up some conversation. And and one of the one of the the people in the group looks at me and they're like, why are you here? Like, why are you all alone in Paris? And it was another moment where all of a sudden my heart just hurt so much because I didn't want to, 
I didn't want to tell him that I was here because my relationship had had come to an end. I couldn't get a discount for the two, or I couldn't get a, a refund for the two tickets. And, and I decided to come, you know, that just seemed like something that was uh, too big of a secret to want to disclose to anyone really. So whoop, whoop. we have a new partnership with none other than fit for me by Courtney. These are workouts that I have been doing for over a year now. They are matte Pilates bar and yoga inspired workouts. Incredible. And they are just so freeing. Honestly, I feel like that's the best way to describe it. I don't know if you guys have ever felt like, oh, like working out is so hard and it's just like not enjoyable. It feels stressful. It feels overwhelming. It feels exhausting. Like, have you ever felt just exhausted by your workouts and starving after your workouts? I mean, I know I used to feel that way. I used to do really intense workouts and I just never looked forward to it. It felt like a job. And then I found Fit For Me by Courtney workouts naturally just on Instagram. I found her and honestly, it changed the game for me. It changed the appearance of my body, which I don't think is even the most important part, but I know that that's important for people and just, they want to feel healthy. They want to feel good. I didn't feel like bloated anymore. I still don't. I feel great. I feel strong without having to lift intensely heavy weights. I lift three pound weights in my fit for me workouts. Everyone does. That's what she does. And I'm stronger than I've ever been, honestly. So I could not recommend this enough, you guys. Uh, We are so excited to collaborate with her. Um, You know, just a general overview of what these workouts are. Like I said, they are Matt Pilates bar and yoga inspired workout videos. It's all virtual, all online, which during this time, who wouldn't want that, right? I mean, you want to work out from home. We have to work out from home, a lot of us. And she has them all online. It's perfect. They'll, you know, anywhere from 10 minutes to 40 minutes and so efficient, so effective. You can do them straight from your home. They're supposed to be low impact and challenging. So you might see some of her videos on Instagram and be like, oh yeah, I can do that. Like no problem, which you can do it, but it's a lot harder than it looks. It's honestly incredible how just one simple movement can be so incredibly challenging. Again, they're supposed to be efficient and effective. 20 to 30 minutes typically is the ones that I I lean towards. I do them right in the morning before I start work. My mind has never been clearer when I go into my work day. Um, if I skip a workout, it's like my brain is a fog. It's not even about how I, you know, it's about my body or anything. It's about how I feel. Like my mental capacity, my mental health is so much healthier when I work out and do these workouts in the morning. Um, again, there's a wide variety, anywhere from five to 50 minutes for these workouts. So you could do a quick little one at the lunch break, whatever that looks like for you. These workouts are designed to create lean and toned muscles, get your heart rate up, and ultimately just make you feel good. So she was able to give us a discount code. You can enter at Fit For Me by Courtney when you're in your checkout, you're getting your membership, enter the discount code. It's hard 2525 for 25% off your first month and a two-week free trial when they sign up, when you sign up at fitformebycourtney.com. 
So you do have to sign up on the website to get the discount and the two-week free trial. And then you can download the app because there's also an app as well, which I don't typically use the app as much because I do use it on my computer. But there's an app, which is great for when you're traveling, anytime you want to just get that quick workout in, throw your AirPods in, whatever that looks like for you, um, and just do a, a small little workout too on the go it's perfect so it's hard 25 for 25 percent off your first month and a two-week free trial when you sign up at fitformebycourtney.com all that information will be in the show notes below so head down there try out these workouts what is there to lose see what you think and then also let us know if if you um are enjoying these workouts please you know follow along at courtney's instagram at fitformebycourtney let me know on our instagram or email um happy to you know share any experiences like that so it's hard 25 for 25 percent off your first month so excited for this partnership yeah and and so in that moment were you or did you respond still in that sense of like what you said on the plane like I'm just on a trip or I'm you know with a friend like did you still kind of do that little white lie and, and try to put that band-aid back on? I did. I did. Yeah. I said, you know, I'm just, I'm here on a trip. I'm going to be backpacking around Europe and seemed to sound a lot better in my head than the alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, but I go out with Carrie and Nicholas and Nia, who I met that night. And we end up getting together for the next few nights together, sitting in underneath this beautiful um, church um, in Northern Paris called Sacre-Cœur, the Sacred Heart Basilica, Mm -hmm. this beautiful white church that looks out over Paris. And we would sit there in the evenings, um, just kind of looking out over the city, talking, getting to know one another. I felt so grateful for that because I had connection. I would spend the days basically going through museums and walking around the city um, by myself. And then in the evenings, we would all get back together. Um, and then it was time to leave and, and go to the next location. And it was so difficult to, to leave them because it felt like, um, I was finally starting to feel a bit more comfortable, uh, by myself on this trip, but I I packed up my bags and I knew that it was time to, to head to the next hostel, which was in Belgium. Yeah. And we talked about this a little bit when we talked prior, but it's a, it's such a metaphor for life though, where it is not easy, right? Like it is not easy, but there's always those little, those points where you're like, okay, this is enjoyable. I'm I'm loving this. And of course, like that exists, right? But you were getting comfortable you were enjoying yourself in some capacity. You were feeling better, right? Feeling good. And then it was time for you to get uncomfortable again. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, let's throw this at you. Let's get uncomfortable again. Let's go through that next step of growth. So how did that feel when you switched locations, when you kept going, kept facing those wounds in a way? It's so funny because I, I think you're so right that it is, it's like a, it is like a metaphor in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, it's like being in that relationship and then having to leave all over again. You start clinging to these people that you met, the memories, the, the conversations that you've had with them. And then things are uprooted again and you jump on the next train and you head north, right? 
in Belgium, I had probably, it was probably, <clears throat> I didn't think it was going to get much better than it did in Paris. And I still had two and a half weeks left of this trip, you know, but I arrive in Belgium in this little medieval city called Ghent. They have these little like castles and moats and just beautiful old churches. And it was very picturesque. Um, and suddenly I was alone all over again. I get off the train, I find my hostel and I go out exploring again, basically. Um, and while I was there, I decided, you know what? I'm gonna try out this app that someone had told me about um, in the past called Couchsurfing. Um, basically it's an app where travelers can meet up with locals and basically stay at their homes. It's like a free Airbnb kind of a deal. Uh, where you can meet a local, stay at their home, and the local will basically show you around. You can also meet up with other people. Um, you can join groups and go out for drinks together or go see um, certain locations together. Um, and so it's just a way for travelers to connect. And one day I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this a go. And I'm going to go grab a drink with a couple of these people that are on the app as well and want to meet some others um, from different parts of the world. And so I go out. Um, and I meet a guy from Belgium and a girl from Croatia, funny enough. And <laughs> we go out with this guy um, who is kind of showing us around as like the local guy from Ghent, the city that we were in. Mm -hmm. And after we kind of hang out for about an hour, he's like, all right, well, it was nice to meet you both. Um, I'm going to be heading off to go see some other friends now. And so... I looked at the Croatian girl, I'm like, well, do you want to walk around and see what's going on? And there was actually a festival uh, that week uh, where they had music and all the different squares um, in that city. And so we had walked around, we were enjoying the festival, festival a bit. Um, and she had actually been staying with another local named Lorraine, um, who was one of the hosts on the couch surfing app. And um, that was such an incredible connection because we meet up with Lorraine and she shows us around a little bit and we had such a fun night going out to these different stages that they had scattered around the city, uh, listening to music, dancing. Um, and I found out that Lorraine was actually a, a hairdresser and she had been for a long time. And jokingly i'd said to her like i would love if you cut my hair this would be such a funny thing for me to do on this trip um, <laughs> and i was in need of a haircut my hair was definitely getting way too long but she's like all right come over and visit um visit me tomorrow morning and if you bring over breakfast i'll give you a haircut in exchange and i was like all right this is great so i woke up the next morning i go to the grocery store get some food um take another train um out to like the, the kind of a further part of the city and I meet up with her. She cuts my hair and it was great. I sat in her backyard. She just gave me a haircut in the sunshine and it was like, this is the craziest thing. Like, it's so cool to begin meeting all these different people and for them to be so welcoming um, and, to, and just like have these, these memories with them. Mm -hmm. um, and and then it was time to go to the next location as well. And I had to leave these people behind as well, but there wasn't like a finality to all of it. It was, it was so cool because I knew I could continue these relationships because we had all exchanged contact information. And um, it was just so neat that they, I don't know, it was like I was walking.
walking through this trip and people would come in and people would leave. And I think it's just such a beautiful analogy to life because it's like you and I, for example, we, we knew each other in high school and college, but sometimes people's paths really cross and they really can have such a deep, meaningful connection. And then it's time for them to go. And it's really helped me to realize that ends the end of something isn't a bad thing necessarily. Um, ends can be beautiful. Ends can be graduations. We can learn so much um, and take that moving forward. Um, and as we talked about, ends can also be, you know, they can turn into divorces, so to speak, if we stay too long. We cling on to something too much and we find too much of our, of our, uh, our, our identities in it. Um, so I think the trip and, and all in all, it just really helped me realize that each moment that we have with someone else, um, it's just, it's an opportunity for growth. We get to learn from it. We can take from it so much and be so grateful for it. And we don't have to see it as something that um, that's sad mm. or that we have to mourn in a sense because it's no longer with us. Um, it's something that we can always keep with us in a sense um, and just keep moving forward with a little piece of that person in a sense now a part of us, I think. So. Jeez. All right, party people. Got to tell you about a new foundation that is very close to my heart. And no, I do not mean makeup foundation. I know that it sounded like that, but that's not what I mean. I want to tell you about something that my mom started in honor of my nephew. For those of you who don't know, my nephew is Henry and he was born in November and he has what's called HLHS. So hypoplastic left heart syndrome, which is a congenital heart disease. He has has had to have two surgeries already and he is only two and a half months old. Um, and he also is going to be having another surgery in March. So my little nephew is super resilient and my mom is so fantastic and creative. She started a little thing called Hearts for Henry and this is homemade baby goods for a good cause. So the idea is to raise money and awareness of congenital heart disease and the proceeds help families of children with CHD. So all proceeds are going towards um, families who have a child with congenital heart disease because obviously with congenital heart disease and the amount of surgeries, hospital visits, um, having a cardiologist, it's a very expensive thing and can be very straining on families. And so we want to help support families like ours who are going through something very similar. So what my mom created is a lot of different things, but it started with these little warmies and they are um, shaped like a heart and they're filled with rice and lavender. So you heat them up in the microwave and then you attach it to a pacifier and it's just supposed to be something that the, the child can have on their chest as, you know, just like a warmie while they're, they're sitting and chilling. And they're obviously shaped like a heart, which is cute. They also have 
them come in um, little like chewy toys as well like um, for teething and stuff so you can either get one with a pacifier or one of those little toys and then she's also creating hats and shirts and onesies and sweatshirts all the goods so if you would like to support congenital heart disease um, please, please, please head over to Instagram at hearts underscore four, the, the number four underscore Henry. And I will link this in the bio below as well. But there's an Etsy shop on there. And then you can just follow along on Instagram. My mom posts photos of my little nephew. So cute. And just other people showing their support and love for Hearts for Henry and congenital heart disease. And we are so grateful for everyone's support and love through that. But if that's something that you feel called to do, please head over to Instagram and do that. And also let us know if you go and order one or if you follow along, um, please message and, and say that I sent you over there. My mom would love to see that. So thank you guys. Hearts underscore for Henry on Instagram. I think everyone's going to agree that you just, you say things so beautifully. Like <laughs> I'm like sitting here, I'm like so emotional. It's like, it's just so cool. Like you're such a great storyteller, which makes sense why like you're in, you know, writing is so important to you and you're so good at it, but it's like, these are all truths, but then you make them so real and raw. And it's like, it's just, it, it's so relatable. And I love everything you're saying about ends. And I think there's, so much to be said about we always see end as a negative and breakups are always seen as a negative and it's like it's custom to like hate your ex and to be so angry at them and all this stuff and I was talking about this with my friend yesterday we're like I I have heard of like Mark Groves I don't know if you ever heard of him before but I think you would like his work he he does a lot of relationship conversations and things like that but he and his partner now they're they're still they're together now but they had ended their relationship at one point and they had a closing ceremony for their relationship and i and then they like you know they said things they loved about each other and all these things and it's like even if the relationship itself was not healthy it was toxic it was maybe not you know the best thing for you how can we try to separate and leave in a way that has respect and love for one another. And I'm, I did not do this, you know, like I had and still have a lot of anger towards this person in my life. And that takes up so much space in my heart. And just because our relationship didn't work doesn't mean that either of us are terrible people. It just means that together we weren't working. And that caused a lot of pain for both of us, but it doesn't mean that it wasn't, you know, supposed to happen. Like you said, like those relationships were meant to be in our lives for a reason. And the end is supposed to be in our lives for a reason. And I think it's such a metaphor too of your trip where these people were coming into your lives almost as signs of like, you're doing the right thing. Like, keep going. Like, you're doing the right thing, Cooper. And here's beautiful people to introduce you to and wonderful experiences and memories you'll never forget. And the most important part that I wrote down as you were talking was at the end of the day, all we have left is ourselves. Just us. And you have you at the end of the day, even if we have a partner to this day, there's going to be a point where I sit down and I'm, it's just me and my thoughts. And how can we be okay with being alone in that? 
it can be so uncomfortable at first. You're so right. And we are all we have at the end of the day. We are all we have in a sense. And it's beautiful. And it is so difficult too, because I think so many of us have a hard time loving ourselves, appreciating ourselves, acknowledging who we are and coming to terms with that and accepting that because there is so much that we see as good and so much that we see as bad. And something I've been trying to repeat to myself recently is that it's good to be me. It's good to be Cooper. And I think when we repeat that, at least for me, all of this negativity comes up at first. And it's like, ooh, I don't know if I feel comfortable saying it's good to be me because there's this and there's that. But usually when those thoughts come up, it's because we're focusing in on, on a certain chapter of our life um, that we don't want to acknowledge that we're ashamed of or that we still feel guilty about. And we're not looking at who we are as a whole. And something I've really had to come to terms with is I am all of me. I am who I was then and I am who I am now. And I have really had to work through coming to terms with just loving who I was and empathizing with that self because that person, that self was going through something really difficult and they did the best they could to cope with what they were dealing with. And I, I no longer have to feel ashamed of that because they were doing what was hard and they were doing the best they could with what they knew. Um, and as we continue to grow, right, um, hopefully we can start to, to work through things, um, in a healthier way. Um, but yeah, that is, that is the most difficult and the most beautiful thing is just learning to, learning to accept all of ourselves. And it is so hard and so incredible as we continue to take steps toward that. So, yeah. And those versions of yourself and and not just versions, but experiences that you go through and struggles that you go through define who you are still. Mm. Like your, yeah, your struggle doesn't become your identity. I, I totally believe in that. Like, you know, it, don't let your struggle become your identity, but your struggle is part of you. We all struggle and there's still like, you know, we both went through these terrible breakups and and processes and depression and anxiety and experiences in college sophomores in college young as shit like holy crap and there's a lot of people that haven't had experiences maybe just like that yet but that doesn't mean that like our struggles are over <laughs> like we're going to have a shit ton more down the road and that's going to be a part of us too and it's like i think a lot of times what we struggle with is what people in general struggle with is like, like we're saying is like these experiences are bad and they're not meant to be addressed and they're not meant to be talked about and they're not meant to be, you know, appreciated. And it's like, no, 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 no. We need to appreciate those struggles, those parts of us, those things that we worked through in order to continue to move forward and grow because ultimately that is still a part of our lives. You're never going to erase that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it really is about perspective. Um, it's funny because this job that I'm in right now, uh, that I just put my two weeks notice in for, 
I have felt so frustrated with it, so angry and so much negativity surrounding it to the point where my life outside of work has become basically just ranting about this, this job mm -hmm. I'm in and how difficult and challenging and unhealthy it is for me to be at. And this inability I feel to leave that job because of how I want to support my, my boss in a sense, right? But I jumped on a, a phone call with my therapist a couple of weeks ago at the office over my lunch hour. Um, I've been seeing this therapist for a long time and he has, he grounds me so much whenever I talk to him and I jump on the call with him and he says, Hey, how's it going? And I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And truthfully, I'm frustrated. And he's like, I know you had talked about the frustration with this job. How are you feeling about that? And I went off and I ranted even more about the job to him. And he said, you know what? It is so easy to choose negativity. It's so easy to see things in, in a bad light. And he's like, but what if you reframe that? What if you actually looked at that job as the reason why you started your own business? Mm. Because it was why I started my own business. Because you knew that that place wasn't for you. Mm. And... It taught you, you know, how to work a nine to five, mm. how to, how to, how to work in a professional environment. Um, and it's actually what motivated you to start this next chapter of your life. Mm. And that has helped me so much over the past month as I've really processed through this job and I've processed through what it is I want, where I want to be in the next year um, with my, with my business that's growing and, and I think that relates to so many things in life. That relationship sucked. That breakup sucked, you know? And what can we take from it? What can we learn from it? How did it impact us? Because we are here and that is part of our story and we cannot deny that, you know? And I think there is so much that's baked into all of these experiences in our lives, whether we see them as good or bad. It's easy to view them in a negative light. Mm. And if we really try to dig into it, I think there's so much that we can actually realize like, goodness gracious, like that actually pushed me this way. This is actually where I need to be right now. And if not for that difficult experience, I don't know if I would be here right now. I don't know if I would have learned that greater truth that I hold that would allow me to be where I am right now. Mic drop, like <laughs> drop the freaking mic. No, it's true. Like oh, those, and that's why it's so important to talk about the hard stuff in life. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. Like I'm literally sitting right here and I'm like, this is why I want to do what I want to do. Like, I'm just, I'm so centered in this because we are so terrified of the hard stuff. We're so terrified of the difficulties and the, the challenges. And it's like, no, these are beautiful things. And overcoming them is a beautiful thing. Like you sitting on that plane, looking at that empty seat next to you, that's like, holy fucking shit. My life just completely took a 180. Like I am broken open to every degree right now. And how am I going to patch myself back together? Mm. It doesn't mean that you did that right then and there. You know, there's times probably where you're still doing that. There's times where I'm still doing that. Therapy, I still talk about my previous relationship, my traumas that I went through, all this stuff. Like to this day, and it's been three years. Mm 
you know? And it's like, that is what is so beautiful, but also challenging about overcoming stuff is that you're always growing, you're always learning, but we're all doing it. You're not alone. Yeah. And I want to note that I highlighted a lot of the the ups on that trip and there were so many downs, so many days where I was like, I don't belong here. This isn't where I'm supposed to be. I feel incredibly anxious. I'm homesick. I don't want to be alone in like a new country. Um, I don't think I can do this anymore, yeah. you know? And there are times in life where, you know, we all have difficult days still, you know? That job that I've, that I've been in now for almost eight months at this, at this law firm has been so hard. It's impacted me in so many ways that, you know, it's impacted me on a personal level. It's impacted my relationship with my fiance, Miranda, mm. um, because I come home, I'm, an exa- I'm exhausted, I'm angry, I'm frustrated. And I don't want to be that self anymore because I know that I don't have to be that person. Um, I know who I am when I have a healthy work-life balance. I know who I am when I feel present in myself, when I can actually focus in on the conversations I'm having with others. Um, At the beginning of the pandemic, I was working three part-time jobs in my last semester of college and I was busy and I was tired. And then I lost all three of my jobs and I was completely unemployed and that was the best thing that could have happened to me because I finally had a chance to pause and breathe and reflect on how I was really doing. And I was like, gosh, I have not been taking care of myself. I have not been taking time and pouring into myself. And it was during these couple of months where I was completely unemployed, living off unemployment, that I finally felt connected to myself again. I was falling back in love with myself. I was going out rock climbing with my friends. Um, I was sitting, I was journaling. I was really trying to figure out what I wanted now that, you know, my college career was coming to an end. And then I jumped into this new job and I thought it was the coolest thing ever because I was finally going to be financially stable. Um, It was my first professional job really out of college. And suddenly I found myself right back in that same place where I was in my last semester where Mm. I'm so disconnected from myself, so disconnected from those around me. And I didn't like who I was any longer. And I knew that that wasn't a sustainable place to be. And, and truthfully, life is too short to stay for the paycheck, mm. you know, to stay for the comfort of knowing what it is you're going to be doing day in and day out and being able to do it. It's just the comes a point when it's it's not worth it and the longer you stay the emptier you feel you know and yeah oh this has been so good like thank you for opening up and there there's so many things that even like we could have touched on that we didn't even touch on and so we're gonna have to have another conversation because like I wrote down so much stuff I wanted to talk to you about. And I'm like, there's no way we can do this in an hour and a half. It's just so good. And there's so many, you know, things. Um, But just like, you know, this, your vulnerability, your strength, you know, just your willingness to open up about this is so good. And I love, you know, just 
we need to love every part of us. This is messy. We're not meant to do this thing alone. We're not meant to do all this um, perfectly. It's going to be messy. Embrace the mess. Embrace the suck. Like it's all going to be okay. How can we learn and grow and overcome? It's it's so beautiful. Um, I would love to touch on your business and how people can find you. And you're going on this new endeavor now and you're really taking it full force. And that's such a cool thing. Um, so share more about your business and what you do and how people can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. Um, so I started my own business. It's called Consinity Writing. Um, and it's a copywriting and digital marketing business, basically. Uh, so what I do is I help other businesses out um, with their websites, especially um, to write the copy for their website. So whatever you see on the landing page when you first land on a website to the services that certain businesses offer, um, basically all of the writing you see on a website, that's what I help out with to basically help you, uh, your business, convey your vision and put it into words. Um, it can be a lot more difficult than people realize and it's really fun to see when i, I can actually help someone put what they want to say down into words um, so that others can can connect with it and the vision that their brand has um so yeah i've been pouring into that since about november of, of this last year actually and um it's been great. And it's so funny, actually, as, as I had shared with you just recently, my first client for this business was actually Lorraine, um, the hairdresser from Belgium, because she works at a hair salon and she was creating a website for her clients, actually, uh, to talk about hair care um, and what proper hair care looks like, because so, so many of them have questions. They don't know where to go. Um, and so I actually helped her develop, um, she developed the design of the website and I helped her with the website copy. And it turned out to be such a fun, incredible project and also an incredible opportunity to reconnect with her. And it's like, gosh, you know, we only spent, you know, probably less than 48 hours together. Mm. And that time we had was just so cool because it just, it's a lasting connection. And it's so fun to revisit those old friendships um, and she was actually one of the people that inspired me to start the business, actually. She had reached out because um, she had actually done 365 days of travel with no money all around Europe, down into South America, um, basically in exchange for, you know, bartering for haircuts and things like that. Um, so she had done this own, her own incredible trip um, and she started her own um, leather working company as well, where she makes different things like earrings and wallets and all these different accessories. And it's beautiful. But I was talking to her and it's funny because I didn't realize in the moment, but my soul was in that conversation that I was having with her. And I was like, gosh, I love writing and I wish I could turn this into a full time thing. Mm. And she's like, do it. She's like, you have to start somewhere like do it. She's like, I actually need help with my website. Would you be willing to help me out with that? And I was like, no way. This seems too good to be true. Like, are you serious? I would love to help out with that. So it started there, you know, and it's been small steps ever since. I was hoping originally that I would have another job 
set up before I left the current one I'm in. And that's not the case. And that's okay because I'm ready to leave. And I think I'm just going to give it a go for, for a month, I think, at the very least, as I continue to um, have more frequent projects with different clients. Um, but it's something that I'm so passionate about and that's so life-giving to me. It fills me up so much. It excites me to connect with others, learn about their, their businesses' visions, um, and just help them encapsulate that into their website through the website copy, through articles, blog posts, things like that. So it's funny how it's come full circle, how something so difficult and so challenging, that breakup, that trip, has actually <laughs> come back to push me even further into the direction that I know I'm supposed to be. So it's crazy how that works out. Right. I mean, hey, my breakup was the reason I started this. Like. There you go. Right? Like <clears throat> what I went through and what I felt and what I was wanting after that is the reason I started this. It's, it's, it is like, it goes back to everything we touched on. It's like those challenges can end up being the most beautiful part of your life. And you, you don't even know that. And yeah, please, if you guys need websites or copy, you know, everything, Cooper is the best person, like all that writing on my website as much as I love to write, I'm not, like you said, it is really hard <laughs> to write about your own stuff. And, and it is like an underrated thing. It's like, that is the most challenging part is how do you make it sound good and enticing and represent your brand? Like there is so much that goes into it. And so go look at my website, look at the beautiful writing he did. He also went above and beyond and like put together the whole Squarespace for me. And like I said, has been teaching me how to, um, you know, put in things each week that I need to add into it. And he's always there if I need him too, which is awesome. So, um, please consider Cooper for any of your needs in that space. Cause I know a lot of entrepreneurs are out there and they need to definitely get websites up because my website has had so many visits already. So I think that's so cool how powerful it is and you don't even realize it. So thank you for that. I have one more question for you. Um, and then I think we're going to dive in to a little bit of some, um, post whatever recording for the Patreon members. I think we've got to do a couple of, and we can touch on that. I'll touch on that in the intro, but our Patreon members get some extra content. So I have some extra questions for you before we go today. But my last question for this segment is, how do you on a daily basis stay mentally healthy, Cooper? That is such a good question. And I am not perfect in it. I don't think many people are necessarily, but the big thing for me is trying to just check in. Even if that's just realizing that I'm actually feeling something really strong emotionally. Um, you know, maybe I'm feeling really great one day. If I'm actually able to pause and just sit with that feeling for a moment, that's huge. Mm -hmm. And also on the flip side of that, if I come home from a long day of work and I feel frustration, resentment, anger. Instead of trying to distract, put a band-aid on something, the most beneficial thing I've found is try to deep is to try to dive into that and actually sit with it and feel it out a little bit and to talk about it. Not in a negative way, usually, um, but in a way that's just open and it's vulnerable. Um, my fiance Miranda has been so supportive and so patient with me as I've 
begun this new season of life working um, at this at this job that I'm at right now that I'm about to leave um, because she's helped me to, to process through a lot of those emotions and it's helpful to sit with it yourself and it also is helpful to sit with it uh, and have just real conversations like you and I are having right now. Mm. Yes. The power of just processing and going through and pushing through is just so powerful. So I love that. And it's something that is a practice. It's, mm-hmm. it's never ending. And there's so many you know, ways to that through conversation, through journaling, through meditation, through whatever that it looks like for you. There is so much power in that. So thank you, Cooper. Thank you for coming on It's Hard for creating a beautiful website for It's Hard and being such a great supporter of me and what I'm doing, but also for being so vulnerable because this is going to help so many people and your story is so beautiful and so messy and so incredible. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much. It's been so good to talk. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, now for our Patreon members. <laughs> Let's do it. This is my first time doing this, so I'm excited. Um, okay, so for so welcome to our Patreon members. If you know you're listening, and thank you so much for supporting. It's hard. Cooper has been helping me a lot with my Patreon and trying to get that up and running and figuring out ways that we can encourage and thank all of the supporters who are helping support It's Hard and and the mission that we have. And so I have Cooper today because we just recorded a show for It's Hard. And he is staying on a little bit extra for extra content for you guys. And I want to play one little quick round of my favorite game. Have you heard of this game? Do you know what I'm going to say? No, I don't know what it is actually. Okay. So it's We're Not Really Strangers. Have you seen this before? I haven't. It was like a fun party game or something like that. Okay, kind of, but like it's like a party game that would be fun for like you and me, like people okay. who have like deep conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so you and Miranda need to get it though and get the uh, relationship pack. So Jack and I got that. It's it's gonna bring up some stuff. Like I'll warn you. Like there's some. It, it brings up some shit, but it's We're good. Yeah. So I want them to sponsor my show someday. It's a dream sponsor because they're all about vulnerability and like honest conversations, bringing people together, human connection. You should follow them on Instagram too. They have a great Instagram, but we're not really strangers. So we're going to play this one little round. So what it is, is there's like, there's three rounds of it, but, and it's usually like you have like three or you like do like three to six cards and you can play it with like three to six people or two to six people. But I'm just going to draw a random card and see what it... Okay, I always get a freaking wild card. This is such a good idea. I love this. Isn't this fun? And the (laughs) questions are so good. And I'm obsessed. So, okay. Oh, this is a good one. Okay, you ready? Let's hear it. So my question for you is, what has been your earliest recollection of happiness? Mm, My earliest recollection of happiness... Gosh, I love these questions and I never have an answer right off the bat because I have to think about these kind of things. But I I would say my earliest recollection of happiness, it's probably at my grandpa's house. Um, He lived out in the country and he lived alongside a creek called Ten Mile Creek, 
And I think it was just sitting with him one day outside in the sunshine during the summer sometime. Um, and him just sitting next to me, kind of giving my leg a little squeeze as he always did. That was his thing for some reason. Um, and just connecting with him. For, I don't even know how old I was. That's probably so young, but it was just, I felt how much he loved me. And I loved him so much as like a young boy, you know, I really looked up to my grandpa. Um, and it was just one of those moments that's ingrained in my memory for some reason, just looking into his eyes and him looking into mine and just being there present in that moment with him. It was just, I don't know. It was a good, good day. Love that. That's so cool. I love that you could like come off with that too. Like clearly it was in your brain, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll answer mine too, because you know what? Why not? Um, yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So I, the first thing that came to my mind was it wasn't the first time I rode a horse, which is interesting because you'd think it would be like the first time I, because I'm a horseback rider, which you know that I think. And then, yeah. but I don't know if everyone knows that, but I rode horses from when I was seven to when I was 17. So I rode for 10 years and and still rode after that because I, I uh, taught lessons for four years as well. Um but I do remember when I rode for the first time at the barn that I spent like most of my childhood at. And it was, I was being led around by my trainer. So someone who ended up being in my life, a huge impact in my life um, throughout my childhood. But I was seven years old and and I'm sure I had happiness before them, but this is just my first memory, you know? And I was just sitting there and I'm on the horse and I'm like, this is the freaking coolest thing I've ever done in my whole life. And I want to do this for so long. Like I just loved it. And I had tried every sport, you guys, like swimming, soccer, gymnastics. Like I had tried everything. My parents were like, oh, I just hope this is it. Like, <laughs> please something. And I was like, yep, this is it. Like I could do this forever. I and- love that. It's so fun. It's it's crazy how you just know, right? Yeah. That's soul. That is soul. And that's what guides us. And that's what we got to dive into, I think. I mean, I- we have such a compass inside of us and we don't always realize it, but if you're ever wondering whether it's time to do this or do that, or what you really love, what your passion is, what your purpose is, it's there. You know, you just got to sit with it. You got to think about how you feel about certain things like that, because it's it's always there. And find the things that don't make you tired. Like that's my biggest thing. It's yeah. like. I remember I would spend like five hours at the barn and I would be working my ass off. Like I'd be scooping poop. I'd be bringing in 16, 20 horses, feeding all of them, like doing all this stuff. And I was working off the money that my parents were paying to like, you know, have my horse at this farm. And I was working at age 12, 13, which I don't know, sorry, it's not illegal. Like I'm not sure, but I was like, I was doing this to try to be able to afford this. And I would be there for hours and I never got tired but I would go to swimming and I'd be exhausted or I would, you know, do school and I was exhausted. Like find those things that you lose track of time. You never get exhausted. It's just, I mean, you're going to get exhausted. Like there's going to be times you're exhausted, even if you love it, but like try to find that because that's where the real beauty lies and where your soul is like, so at its happiness. And still to this day, horses is still that for me. And like, I know that. That's so true. Okay. I have one more. Wait, I'm going to make sure that this is the right one. I don't know. Oh, okay. I like this one better. I get picky. Okay. What would your younger self not believe about your life today? Mm, Such a, such a good question. Another good one. 
My younger self would not believe that I could feel like I do today. I feel content. Mm. There is a sense of joy that I feel as well. For so long, I never thought I would get out of the, you know, depressive episodes that I was feeling. I, I would just feel so low. And I think my younger self would never believe that I could feel this high. Mm. People would always tell me, you'll get out of it one day. Like, it will get better. And sometimes it felt a little better and then it would get worse again. And, and it is so worth it to keep pushing on. Mm. I never felt, I never thought I could felt this good uh, or feel this good. It's just, um, it's possible. And I'm so glad that I kept pushing. Yeah. I love that. How about you? Um, my younger self would not believe that I have a side hustle and like want to own my own business. Yeah. Like no way. And it's so funny because both my parents are entrepreneurs. Like they both own their own businesses. And so I thought like, I don't know why it never like came to me that like I would want to do that too. But I always thought like, oh no, like I'll just work for someone and like, you know, follow this like path that I felt like was what I was supposed to do. But I don't think my younger self would believe how like independent, passionate, driven I am about so many different things. Mm. And and a little bit like progressive too. Like I think with like relationships and just like, you know, f- being a feminist and like all this stuff where it's like women power and all that is like something that just didn't exist as much when we were kids. I mean, it did, but it was like more up and coming. And now it's like, these like women kind of breaking glass ceilings and doing all this stuff. Like it just, and I don't think my younger self would have realized and and known or figured how passionate I'd be about all that. So in mental health, like, I don't think that ever crossed my mind. So I love that so much. I love that so much. It's so cool to see how, how you can actually, you know, use that passion, that energy and pour into something that actually brings you life and impacts so many other people too. Um, it's funny. My mom had her own business as well. She no longer does it, but she's an interior designer for many years and she had her own business. And I would have never imagined that I would be here either trying to, trying to start my own business to be an entrepreneur, um, like so many of us now. And it's cool. It's really neat to see that we're not afraid or that we are afraid. And yet we're actually still pushing, uh, to do something that we love so much. So I know I think about that all the time. I'm like, like today I was, it's Sunday. Sundays are always like my, it's hard work days because I have episodes released on Mondays and I'm just like, Oh yeah. Like gotta do this, this, and this like episodes releasing tomorrow, like things like that. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, (laughs) why does this come so naturally to me? Like, why does like, I don't get paid for this. Like they're, they're, you know, like I just do this because I freaking love it. And I've somehow figured out how to do this. Like no one, I didn't read a book on like how to do this. Like I just started and now I have all these ideas and all this passion. It's like, what the, where did this come from? Do you ever feel like that? I totally do. It's so funny. It's like, there's no class in college that teaches you how to do what you're doing now, whatever it is doing. Right. Like I had never heard about copywriting in college. No, no. I just learned about it in the last year. And I was like, yeah, I could do this. Like I could do this. I could turn this into a business. I enjoy 
writing. And this seems like a really great way to, to pour into this, this craft. It's so neat how we figure it out. And I loved listening to one of your first episodes because you acknowledge the fact that this podcast, your podcast, it's hard, is going to be messy. We are going to grow together in this. It is not going to be perfect. And I am learning as I go. And I loved that so much when I heard that because I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Like, this is all messy. None of this is going to be, you know, clear cut, you know, and we're learning as we go. And if we can all acknowledge that together, it's, it's a really powerful thing, I think. Yeah. And get like, get lost in why you love it. Don't get lost in the numbers and the results and all that stuff. Like get lost in why you love it, accept the mess, embrace the sock. Like, you know, I've come a long way, but there's still days where it's like, you know, could have gone better, <laughs> could have yeah. done that better. And then there's interviews like we had today, you know, and this is for our Patreon members. So go listen to Cooper Nye's episode if you haven't already. But um, like there's times like that where I'm like, oh my God, this is why I'm doing this, you know? And and I'm sure you have felt and will feel that same way. Like there, there it is. Like that's why I'm doing this. And it's just really cool to feel that way. And, and at such a young age, like we're young and we already are like, and this might not be what we do forever, but it's cool to have something that we're driven by right now when we're at such a young age. This is the chapter of life that we're in, you know, and I think it's good to sometimes just accept it and to move with it and see where it takes you, you know? Yeah. That's so good. And you're never too young. I think that my last thing I want us to talk about is like, I think, people are always like, I'm only 18. Like, I don't know anything. Or people are always like, you're only 23. Like, you don't know anything about life. And it's like, I know as much as I know today. And that's that's the best I can do. Like, I know as much as I know. I've learned as much as I can learn at this point. And yes, 10 years from now, I'm going to know a lot more because I have lived 10 years longer. Yeah. Um, But I can help people still today because I know what I know. And that's mm-hmm. okay. For so long, I thought that if I had a question, there would be an answer Mm. and that I could figure it all out. And one of the biggest epiphanies, one of the biggest things I've come to find is that we will all continue figuring it out until the day we die. And that is what makes life such an incredibly beautiful, difficult, challenging, heart-wrenching, and such a worth it experience, you know, like that is life. That is life. It's hard. It's hard. Thank you very much. (laughs) Okay. Thank you to our Patreon members and Cooper for being here today. Um, Thank you for supporting It's Hard and check out the website. And all copywriting on the Patreon website is done by Cooper himself. So he made up all those tiers, made it look all nice, which is awesome. So thank you, Cooper. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paige. It was great to talk today. Thank you so much, Cooper. Like, seriously, after this conversation, feeling so just at peace and I feel confident in what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And it's because of people like Cooper who are vulnerable and honest and raw and are along on that growth journey. And it just is this 
beautiful essence of shared experience and commonality and connection that you hit this crossroads where you're finally like, wow, we're in this together. I'm not alone. And how cool is that? So I'm really grateful for this friendship, for this conversation, for sharing experiences with somebody. It's amazing. So thank you so much, Cooper. Again, condescendedywriting.com. Follow him on LinkedIn at Cooper Hansen, at It's Hard Podcast on Instagram, at It's Hard Podcast on LinkedIn. Like, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Head over to Patreon and the new website that's done by Condescending Writing as well. So thank you so much, Cooper. Everybody, I hope you have a great week. Go kick this week's butt and we'll see you next Monday.